This is the Scott Bradley Show podcast. I, I wanted to share this because this is just very, very much for fun. But I was, I was, I came across this earlier today. You may have seen this before. These kind of things have been bouncing around for a while. But I came across this today. And it made me smile, it made me really chuckle, and it also made me realize how absolutely much trouble somebody would be in for holding these views today. If you were to espouse these views publicly, espouse being the operating word here, you would be in monumental political correctness, difficulty, and trouble. People would think you were so old, so old-fashioned, so out of date, so out of touch, which makes it perfect for us to talk about. And I'm going to bring Luke in. He doesn't even know I'm bringing him in on this. And the reason is because in, I don't know, what is it, nine months, something like that, Luke is going to be standing at the front of a church as his beautiful fiance walks down the aisle and he is going to get married. At least that's the plan. (laughs) Unless she comes to her senses and wises up before then. Wow. I uh, kid, I kid. But Luke is getting married, what is it, nine months now? Next uh, August, yeah. September, something like that? Yeah, it'll be nine months in uh, at the end of this month. So this is from 19, the 1930s. Oh, this is, I know exactly what you're bringing because I read this earlier today. This is the marital rating scale <laughs> from the 1930s. It was a checklist for, now we're doing both. We're men and women, husbands and wives, to tell whether you are good at being a spouse. Circa 1930s. All right, so this is, this is we're coming close. We're getting up there towards 100 years on from when this was in vogue and when this was considered to be the way to grade yourself as to whether you were a good husband or a good wife. Luke, I will let you, as the soon-to-be husband, you can choose. Do we want to talk the good wives checklist first or the good husbands checklist first? Oh, let's go with the wives checklist first. Let's go with the wives checklist first. Oh, get us in trouble right off the yeah. bat, because this is by let's, far let's start with that. <laughs> the more, what a lot of people today would say, the more offensive. Yeah. This is the one... That if you think that, now, I know that today when, and Luke is going to have to, Luke and his fiance are going to have to decide this when the time comes to give their, to give their vows, whether or not they're going to include the word obey when it comes to that. (laughs) We won't ask you that today, but this falls into that category. There are people now who would completely blanch at the idea that that would be included in a vows. But here is, according from the 1930s, the marital rating scale. Here are the points you take off. If you, you lose points as a wife, if you can answer that you do this, you are slow in coming to bed, waiting till your husband is almost asleep because clearly that might wake up your husband and he needs his beauty sleep. He needs to be asleep. You should be there to give him comfort and warmth and companionship. That's, that's a, I feel like you're sugarcoating. Among other things. <laughs> you're even sugarcoating that. I feel like it's more about the husband has decided it is time to go to bed and therefore you must obey and go to bed. Oh, I don't disagree with that. Or And there's and it may be the very polite 1930s way of saying. That's probably it. Be available. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, number two, oh, you lose five demerit points if you don't yeah. like children. I, and I think this is a every time too. Like these are not one time. No, no, no. Uh, Number three, demerit point. You lose a demerit point if you fail to sew on buttons or darn his socks regularly. I mean, yeah, that's... (laughs) If you wear a soiled or ragged dress and apron around the house. 
So you gotta, it's got to be neat and tidy. You can't have anything ragged or soiled. If you spill gravy <laughs> on the apron, change the apron. Yeah, that one's, that one's pretty bad. Uh, you should be, you lose a demerit point if you're not wearing red nail polish. Wow, my fiance's in trouble for that one. Uh, you lose five demerit points. This was a big deal back in the 1930s, apparently, if you are often late for appointments. I guess they were a very punctual people back in the 30s. It's a good thing that we're going through the woman's one first, because I'd be in big trouble for that one. <laughs> well, everybody today would be. We don't have the same, a lot of people anyway, the same time thing. Anyway, uh, seven. If <laughs> you get a demerit point, if the seams in your pantyhose are often crooked, there should be a straight line up the back of your calf from your Achilles tendon <laughs> right up to your buttock, I guess. I, I mean, as ridiculous as some of the ones on this list are, that one just really stands out as particularly ridiculous. Uh, you lose a point if you go to bed with curlers on your hair or too much face cream. Now I'm trying to figure out how that's a bad thing. Well, because your husband would like you to be looking nice when you We're climb asleep. into bed. Asleep? Who cares? Well, what you're you eventu- look like. eventually you're asleep. Not necessarily when she climbs in initially, <laughs> and you know you don't want to be. Uh, you know she's she loses points if she doesn't like children, but if she does like children, you don't want to be going into bed when you could maybe be making some children looking like you were not ready for that kind of stuff. You know All what right. I'm saying? Here's my um, my favorite one. And this one, I think, well, not my favorite, but I think this is one that actually should apply to today's world. I'll give, I'll say this one. I don't mind saying this. You you get a demerit point if you put your cold feet on your husband at night to warm her feet. That one, I think, still should stand. That's a bad move. You know what that one is as bad as? We'll get to this with the husbands. But I'm going to admit something that I never admit. My wife will kill me for saying this. Well, it was it wasn't anything she did. When we were very early married... And she has done the cold feet thing, by the way. But when we were very early married, I thought it would be hysterical to do, to, well, let's just say I'd eaten something that was kind of gassy earlier. So I dropped one under the sheets and then pinned the sheets you down. You Dutch ovened her. That's <laughs> what you did. That was the one and only time that ever happened. I was, it was made abundantly clear that if I was to do, I called it the flap, uh, <laughs> Uh, that that would be that would not be happening again. But the cold feet is right up there with that. All right, um, is a backseat driver lose a point? Flirts with other men at parties or in restaurants? That's a five demerit point offense. Is suspicious and jealous? That's another five. Here's where a wife gets bonus points or gets positive points. She's a good hostess, even to unexpected guests. Has meals ready on time. Can carry on an interesting conversation. Can play a musical instrument: <laughs> piano, violin, etc. Here's one. Dresses for breakfast. I Very don't dress important. for breakfast. I don't understand why she well, should Well, I hope be you at least dress to... a little bit for breakfast. Well, you know, if it's in the privacy of my own home, I don't understand why I have to put clothes on. <laughs> uh, point. She's a neat housekeeper. Tidy and clean. Personally puts the children to bed. As opposed to letting the maid do it, since this is the 1930s. Never goes to bed angry. Always makes up first. That's a five bonus point. Now, they always go to bed not angry. That one still stands, I yeah, think. That's, that's, when, a, that's when you still hear, but I think it's the second part of that Always makes up that, first, that yes. I'm wrong. Worse. Ask the husband's opinion regarding important decisions and purchases. Yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. Good sense of humor. Jolly and gay. I assume that's the earlier version of, yes. Um, sends children to church or Sunday school and goes herself and lets husbands sleep late on Sunday and holidays. By the way, the religious one is worth 10 points. That is, that is the largest number on the entire sheet. Here is the husband's chart. So, Luke, here's where you can learn now. All right. To prepare yourself. The demerit points for the husband. 
You lose five if you stare at or flirt with other women while you're out with your wife. I think I'll probably be safe there. I think I should, I, and I again, feel like I could probably control myself. And I think that probably, that one still stands. That would still be an uncool, it's a, not acceptable move. I feel I would like think. having to put it on the sheet is, is more of an indictment of the times than anything else that, that it was enough of a problem that men should be told not to do it. Reads the newspaper at the table. See, I lose that point now occasionally. On See, Saturday mornings, that's that's my, uh, I get in trouble for that. My favorite one. part about that is it ties into a merit and uh, explains why you're not supposed to be reading the newspaper at the table, and it may, I love that. Uh, number three demerit, fails to come to the table promptly when the meal is ready, because we've already said the wife has to have the meal ready yep. punctually, so guys... If in the 1930s, in fairness, you better be there when that meal comes out. You don't leave it waiting. That is proper manners it, well, to, to show up at the table when it's ready. I learned that true. as a child. And so. even if, and going back again, if you're going to be making these rules for the 1930s and saying, wives, you better have dinner ready. It's only fair that the husband will be there when the dinner is ready. Because if you're going to demand it's there, you better show up when it's there. Uh, demerit points for bringing guests home for meals without warning your wife. Also, Still exists. Also common courtesy. <laughs> Uh, doesn't phone home when late for dinner. Still exists. Yeah, this is more, you know, common. Oh, here's, here's a doozy. I'm surprised <laughs> you only lose five points for this one. Compares wife unfavorably with his mother or other wives. Now, I'm assuming it doesn't mean his other that, wives, that just other pointer. people's wives. I would think it'd be a lot more than five. That's a 50. That's, uh, yeah, I don't, you, I don't. How is it, Luke, you're, you're, you're going to be learning this, yes. but let me give you one solid piece of advice right <laughs> off the bat. And anybody listening, I think male or female, husband or wife would agree with me. If you want to be sure that your wife will stab you in the head with a butcher knife, Consistently compare her to her mother and do it by saying how much better her mother is than her. <laughs> that, to me, would seem to be a guarantee that you are not going to have a long and happy life together. Yep. You know, honey, I got to tell you, um, you're cooking not up to your mom's standards. And boy, you know, when I look at her and I look at your mom is a real hottie compared to you. It's, that's not going <laughs> no, to go. That's not going to go far. It's not her mother. It's your own mother. Either mother. <laughs> No, you're not going to say the last part, I hope, about your own mother. I would hope not, but that would certainly lose you five points. <laughs> that would be more than a five <laughs> point. If you're telling your wife that your mother is better looking than she is, you got real problems. Deeper than this chart is going to tell us. <laughs> Publicly praised bachelor days and regrets having been married. That's only a one point demerit. That, again, to me, seems like it should be Yeah, which really, which really shows how serious it is that, you know... The that you probably shouldn't do it, but it's really only about as bad as not coming to the table on time. Criticize- not nearly as bad as staring at other women and flirting. Five points for criticizing your wife in public. <laughs> uh, a point for belching without apology or blowing your nose at the table. Now, does laughing count as an apology for belching? Yeah, I, I, I don't... Th- think so, but that's the, hmm. yeah. I might be in trouble. Uh, leaving the dresser drawers open. I, Definitely in trouble for that one. That one I didn't think was that big a deal, but leaves the shoes in the living room and 12 snores. You lose a point for snoring. I take issue with that. That's there kind of out of your control. I can do about my snoring that, and I wish I couldn't, but I can't stop it. Well, we could put you in one of those giant machine things. Which that, really doesn't solve the problem now, does it? Well, it'll get her off the hook if she doesn't like children. <laughs> she comes to bed while you're wearing the Darth Vader, not snoring, no uh, sleep apnea mask thing, and you don't have to worry about kids. That's true. That's, that's birth control that's all by true. itself. Okay, the husband's points, the merit points for the husband, was, as we wrap this up, 
excuse me, you get points for giving your wife an ample allowance or turning the paycheck over to her. That's five points. Five, five points for for that. Uh, if you're courteous to your wife's friends. Because everybody knows you can't actually be friends with your wife's friends. Yeah, that's true. Frequently compliment your wife, uh, re her looks, her cooking, her housekeeping, etc. That's only a five pointer. I thought gotta, that gotta would be, be told to do that because apparently no, just not, doing it because you love her is not. I a, don't think it says that you have to be told. I'm thinking that if you do it, oh, then okay. you're you get the points. Uh, you remember birthdays, anniversaries, etc. Another five points. You help your wife with dishes, uh, eating, caring for children, and scrubbing. That's eating like the kids, helping the kids eat, not helping oh. your wife eat. Just. Um, Polite and mannerly, even when alone with his wife. <laughs> Consults wife's opinion, read business and social affairs. That's a point. Has date with a wife at least once per week. That's five five points per date per week. That's a big one. Reads the newspapers, books, or magazines aloud to wife. And see, that's the one that ties into the demerit. And that's why I love it so much. Because the reading the newspaper at the table as a demerit, when you first read it, it's like, oh, that's because you're being rude. No, the reason it's a demerit is because you didn't read it to her because she is somehow incapable of reading the newspaper herself. Well, she has to have it explained to her. Oh, What's yeah, oh, the complicated true. issues yes. that are going on in the world? This is the 1930s, world. after all. Uh, you get a bonus point if you're a good conversationalist. Five if you're a steady worker and good provider. And a bonus point if you leave the car for her, the wife on days when she may need it. So, how did you? How would? How do you think you would have done overall, Luke? In that one, we didn't keep track of the actual points, but I would have done okay. I, I would have I passed. Think, I think if I look at these numbers here, uh, you need a score of seventy-six to be very superior. Uh, I'd probably fall into the average category or the poor category. Well, give yourself time. You haven't, you know, you haven't yeah, been. I got, uh, I got lots of time to you work. You haven't on been it. slapped down yet a few times <laughs> to correct some of these behaviors. Give it time. You've been a bachelor for a long time. I you, have. You wait till you walk down to the breakfast table wearing nothing, and see how well that goes. You know, I, I'm sorry. I know that, you know... You, you sound be, like you're speaking from experience. No, yeah. I'm that, that one, no. We have a house with windows at the back of the house. Um, no, there are other things on here that I would definitely... Uh, we'll talk later, but I can definitely tell you from experience that uh, either the yes, do these, or the no, don't do these, they still exist in 2016. Some of these... And, and, you know, the amazing thing in here, uh, this was the 1930s. They were far more polite. There was nothing in here about flatulence. Burping was as bad as it came. That means I'm in the clear. <laughs> well, one of you may be in the clear. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, you can find that stuff online. I'd love to hear how you, um, how you were graded. If you're listening, how do you think you would have done? Well, some of you. Some of you may want to go over this again and adjust some, uh, some lifestyle choices. And some of you just heard all that and went, well, I'm perfect. Let me know. Radley at 900CHML.com, how you did on that one. You're listening to The Scott Radley Show, weeknights from 7 to 9 on AM 900 CHML. want to talk hockey for a couple of minutes and tell you why. I mean, there's a lot of hockey going on. The Leafs are starting to play a little better, starting to look like a team that eventually may be competitive. The World Junior Tournament is coming up soon. Hamilton Bulldogs are in a bit of a break right now. But last night, Yaramir Yager... Got three assists, and that brought him into a tie with Marc Messier for second most points in NHL history. He now has scored 1,887 points. Second most points ever. It's a remarkable achievement when you consider how long hockey has been played for. 
So to talk about this a little bit, but I, I want to take us a slightly different direction. To talk about this a bit, our buddy Bubba O'Neill from CHCH Sports, who joins us tonight and who I will not hang up on, unlike last time when we hung up on him, I don't know, six or seven times by accident. Bubba, thanks for doing this. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, but I'm trying to awake from that El- horrible Elvis song you are just playing. <laughs> there is no such thing as a horrible Elvis oh, song. come on. Oh, if every day was like Christmas. Oh. I can't do that one, but you know. Um... So what, I was looking at this story about Yager, and it's, again, it's a great achievement. I mean, he for a guy who missed a bunch of years because he played in the KHL, the Continental Hockey League in Russia, and they had lockouts and work stoppages, and so he lost playing time. He would definitely be way ahead of 1887 right now otherwise. But, you know, Bubba, I look at this, and I realize that if he can just get another 76 points, he will equal Wayne Gretzky's assist total in the NHL. His total point total will equal Wayne Gretzky's assist total. Then he just needs another 894 points to <laughs> pass Wayne Gretzky's goal total. And I'm looking at this, and I'm watching this story last night, and I'm thinking about Yaramir Yager and how great a player he's been, because he has. He's been a great player for a long time. And I think what dawned on me is this, to me, just reinforces how unbelievably better than the rest of the world Wayne Gretzky was. It's This really, to me, clarifies just how ridiculous Wayne Gretzky was as a hockey player. I mean, absolutely. I mean, to take anything away from Wayne is just, I mean, it would be ridiculous. Um, and will always be, at least in my opinion, the greatest player to ever play the game. And that's with all due respect to greats like Bobby Orr, who changed the game from the defensive side of uh, of the ice, from Gordie Howe, who, you know, longevity, consistency, um, Mario Lemieux, the explosiveness, the goal-scoring ability, fighting through cancer. Um, I put him right there, you know, obviously at number one. But Yammer Yager is certainly making a, an argument to, to, to be in that top five, for sure, um, for every reason that I just listed off there, too. And, and, and you talk about him probably achieving, because um, I think he will match the Gretzky's um, assist total. total. Yeah, <laughs> um, because he is determined to play till he's fifty years old. Yeah, it, uh, and, and for that reason, he, he absolutely will. And, and, and uh, it, I think he will. And it, but again, let me just go back because this this just staggers me. Wayne Gretzky averaged one point three two assists per game. Only five players in the entire NHL history have averaged more than that in points per game. And and. I, again, I go back to this, and I think there's been a lot made today about how great Yaramir Yager has been, and he has been. He's been. I mean, look, if you were drafting an NHL team, Don Robertson and I on Monday were playing the game. If you were drafting an NHL team from scratch, who would you take today? If you could take anybody in the history of the planet, Yager is in probably in your top 10 to 15. Sure. Uh, no question, because of the longevity and everything else, but... Wow. I mean, to, to, to look at, I mean, even he said when he was asked last night, he says, what do you think? Do you ever get up to catch Wayne Gretzky? And he said, or he said, what do you think about being number two? And he goes, well, I think I'm already number one because Wayne Gretzky was not from this planet. Not from this planet. And it's, it's so true. I mean, Wayne Gretzky did special things. He was an unbelievable goal scorer. He, he, he stayed away from injury. I will say this, and this is nothing against him. He had a policeman on his side at all times. Yep, Dave Semenko. Okay, uh, no matter where he went, um, he always had a policeman on his side. People respected him, and I'm talking about players on the ice, respected him so much that they wouldn't take runs at him. 
like they have taken runs at Bobby Orr, like they have taken at, at Yarimir Yager. And this is not Wayne's fault. And I think Wayne, if he was on the line with us right now, would agree with what I'm about to say. He played at a time where the hockey, the game of hockey was much different than it was before he played and after he played. And I think this is one of the things that maybe I think is so amazing about Yager is his ability to play in a different time than when he started. Because the game is so different. The equipment is different. The, the, the size of the defensemen are different. The goaltenders are tremendously padded with equipment and are much more athletic than the goaltenders that Wayne Gretzky faced at that, that time. So that takes nothing away from Gretzky because he played in the time that he played. But remember, Grant Fuhrer, at that time, when Gretzky was winning cups with the Edmonton Oilers, had like a goals against average of, say, 350 or 375. That wouldn't cut it. You, would be, you wouldn't even be playing in the ECHL as a goaltender if you had a goals against average of, 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 say, of say, close to four. So Wayne took advantage of, of a time where hockey was freewheeling and wide open, and he put up some remarkable numbers that will probably never be touched. Well, no, and just as we wrap this topic, I was looking today before coming on, because, again, you're talking about roughly 900 points ahead of number two on the all-time scoring list is what Wayne Gretzky, everyone else is bunched up, and there's a guy 900 points ahead. And if you look in the NBA, number one on the all-time scoring list is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He has 38,387 points. Number two is 36,900, so he's 1,400 points ahead is all. But but you have to put that into perspective, Scott, in the fact that he played three-quarters of his career without a three-point shot. Yeah, no, no. Uh, all these things, that there are there are interesting things that you can debate about all this, but the point is you go to the Major League Baseball, and I just chose home runs as the as the one. Barry Bonds is the all-time leader with 762. Hank Aaron has 755. Again, we know the Barry Bonds situation. NFL touchdown passes. Peyton Manning, 539. Brett Favre, 508. In all these other leagues, the leader in the key thing or the overall scoring and second, third, fourth, fifth, are very close together. The NHL is the only league where the all-time scoring leader is so far ahead that you're right. I I don't imagine it could ever be touched. If Yager plays till he's 70 and scores 50 points a year until he's 70, he's not going to get there. None of those numbers will ever be touched. Never. The game's so different, and I know you've got these great players like, like, you know, Connor McDavid, and, I mean, look at the way Sidney Crosby's been playing. But none of those numbers will ever be touched, and uh, you're right. I mean, there's like I mean, it's 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 eye popping. I mean, to to this, to think that you know Wayne Gretzky finished you know hundreds and hundreds of points ahead of everyone else, and you know, I mean, one of the things that he talks about, you know, scoring 50 goals in 39 games. I don't think that will ever be touched. Scott. And Crosby's close this year. Crosby's close, and it, it, it's very unlikely to happen. But he's as close as we've seen in a long time. And you say, and he's having just a sensational year. And I don't think he's going to get get anywhere close to that number. And he's no, as close right. as we've seen. I mean, I think that year, I think he had 200 points. Yeah, and, and I read a tweet or something a week or so ago that on this date in 19... 19- 82 or 83, Wayne Gretzky scored his 100th point of the season, and it was it was like game 22 or something. Insane. Yeah. The interesting, okay, so where do you then, because he's number two on the all-time points list, 
Where does Yaramir Yager really rank, though, as a great NHL player? Where does he rank among the greats? I, I, like you're saying there, I believe he's in the top ten. I think he's in that discussion because of everything that I sort of said off the top there. Longevity. Um, ability to change within within the game while the game is changing itself. Um, to go to translate himself from being more of a setup guy, because remember, he was more of a, a goal scorer, a pure goal scorer. Um, his ability with the puck, I mean, he reminds me a lot of, I mean, and I'll have to use Sidney Crosby because he's the only other guy I can think of. Their, their lower bodies, the control that they have on their lower bodies is, is sensational. You can't, when they have the puck, they have this style about them that you can't get the puck off them. Which, you know, and, and, and Yager has used that ability to make himself into a great playmaker now and setting up other people around him, which, again, like I said, when he was with uh, Lemieux in the early days with Pittsburgh, he was more of a pure goal scorer. So when you, when you think about Yaramir, I mean, he's got more points per game than Marc Messier, so I think that puts him above him, and I think he was a better player all around than Marc Messier was. Um, Gordy Howe would be would obviously be on that list, and then you think about the all points list, and then Ronnie Francis, Marcel Dion, Iserman, Lemieux. Well, Sackett. let me let me stop you for one second because you mentioned points per game. It, uh, when you're grading a player, an offensive player, is points we've we've changed in like for goalies, we've changed from being goals against average. That's now considered an old fashioned number. Now save percentage we like better or something because it's more directly the involvement of the goalie. Is points per game the thing we look at now for a great player, or just points? I think points per game is huge. I think it's. A, I think that's a. That's a great example of, of of you know what in terms of consistency throughout a career on what you continually con- contributed. And Mario Lemieux. That's why I think you I mean Mario Lemieux vaults up from being what I mean. He's probably in he's the second. top ten in all time points scored, but he's up, I think number two all time. Yeah, the all time for the points per game uh, top ten. Wayne Gretzky at one point nine two, which is just ridiculous. Again, two almost two points a game. Mario Lemieux one point eight eight. Mike Bossy, Bobby Orr, Sidney Crosby, Marcel Dion, Peter Stasny. Peter Forsberg, number nine. I would not have guessed this, Bubba, if you had given me six months to name every NHL player I could come up with. I would not have guessed that number nine on the list of all-time points per game was Kent Nielsen. Really? And number 10, Phil Esposito. Lafleur is 11, Sackick 12, Howard Chuck 13, Malkin 14, Lafontaine 15, on and on we go. And where's Messier, if I may ask? Messier is at number... Hold on, keep talking here while I look for him. Mark Messier, number 30. Wow. One is uh, Beliveau is in front of him, and Bernie Nichols is behind him. And yes, uh, Yaramir Yager is just behind Alex Ovechkin and just ahead of Bernie Federko. So there's your, I mean, are, can you really say, though, those are your comparable players? Those are good players. They're exceptional players. They're Hall of Fame players. The greatest of all time? Probably not. Like, but, I, okay, we just got a minute. I got to jump in because we just have a minute. I want to ask you this. Every year when it comes Hall of Fame time, and I argue for Dave Anderchuk to get into the Hall of Fame, the shot that comes back across the bow of my ship here when I lobby for this is he is a product of longevity. And in those arguments, longevity is seen as a negative against what Dave Anderchuk did in the NHL. Yet here we are celebrating Yaramir Yager's longevity. So which is it in the NHL? Is it a bonus to have played well for a long time, or is it a negative to have played well for a long time? 
Well, it should it shouldn't it should be a positive, and that's why I don't understand why Dave Anderchuk's not in the hall. And I mean, come on, Dave Anderchuk was more than just a guy that put up numbers over a lengthy amount of time. He, to me, is what. And there are plenty specialty players that are in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion, that that specialize in in particular parts of the game. And I'm sorry, I would put Dave Anderchuk amongst. Uh, some of the tops in the game when it came to playing on the power play. Well, he's number one, all-time most power play goals. The big body, the shot off the left-hand side, or the right-hand shot. I mean, uh, his ability to move the puck and, uh, again, make others look better as well, too. To to take the punishment in front of the net in, in a time where guys were getting hacked like crazy. So, to me, the longevity and the fact that he put up solid numbers I, it's, to me, it's inexcusable. And the problem is, Scott, quick, I know you, you run out of time here, that we're coming to a time when it comes to Hall of Fame voting in hockey where a lot of big, big-name players are coming up right now, and it may push him out, yep. which, which to me is very unfortunate. Our friend Bubba O'Neill, sir, this will be the last time this year we chat, so listen, uh, thank you for doing all these uh, all these hits on the show, and happy, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all the rest, and we uh, look forward to seeing more and more of you, which we do anyway, but on CHCH. Yeah, absolutely, and, uh, and that's my best to all you guys as well, too, so enjoy uh, the time with your family there. Thank you, yep. sir. That's Bubba O'Neill from CHCH. Watch him tonight at 11, and uh, every night from six, at 6 and 11. The Scott Radley Show, weeknights from 7 to 9 on AM 900, AM 900, CHML.